Welcome to Kev and Kev Talking Sports. I'm Kev. And I'm Kev. <laughs> Two Kevs Talking Sports, episode one. Kev, how you feeling? Ready to do this. Let's go. All Make right. Some picks. Let's go. Maybe uh, some quick introductions. Just uh, this is episode one. Uh, we're a couple guys talking sports. Um, both of us played some sports way back when. We have watched endless sports over the years. We've written about sports a little bit and we talk about sports endlessly. And our thought is that some of those conversations might be of interest to others out there in the world. So uh, take that for what it is. A couple guys talking sports, right, Kev? Oh yeah. Uh, not experts here. And uh, all of these, uh, all of the information we give regarding betting and uh, making decisions about your money are not liable or traceable back to us in any way. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. For, uh, for casual purposes only. Right. Um, the point is for them to watch us either sink or swim. Ah, that's exactly right. Okay. Well, we've been, uh, we've been swimming of late. We've talked yeah. a lot over the last few weeks and uh, just kind of gearing up for this. We've been practicing for several weeks and seems like we've hit on a couple of things. So why don't we just talk a little bit about some of the the general trends we've been focusing on the NFL. So as we go forward, you know, the NFL season will um, move on into other things. We'll be talking about a lot of different sports as the calendar moves on, but we're focusing on NFL and um, Kev, what, what do you think? What are some of the things we've kind of picked up on over the last few weeks? Yeah, thanks. I think a lot, I think a lot of these uh, ideas are things that people discuss you know, talking football and talking about their favorite teams and what position they're in. But, you know, for instance, desperate teams, teams that just are fighting for their playoff lives at this point. Those are the ones that are I'm keenly interested in watching. Um, mm -hmm. And there's a bunch of them. Obviously, the AFC is so bunched up right now. There's just everybody's alive and everybody's going to be fighting. So it's, I think it's something we're going to be it'll be useful for us to trace how important that factor is on its own for betting purposes right yeah. so when picking them as a as a dog or picking them as to cover as a favorite how much does desperation fit in on that that's going to be to me that's you know that's the most important factor that we can think of at this point yeah i mean it's interesting to look at the varying degrees of motivation that teams have at this point in the season you know like you say there's so many teams just kind of hovering uh, anywhere from number one seed in the playoffs to not making the playoffs, you know? And so you've got teams that absolutely have to win. Uh, you've got some other teams that are pretty comfortable. Maybe they're taking the foot off the gas a little bit. And then you got teams that are just out of it. Right. And um, the, the season can't end soon enough. And so when you look at some of the lines, um, maybe we're looking for teams on varying ends of that spectrum, you know, teams that are, really highly motivated right now versus teams that either they're, you know, they're kind of coasting uh, on the, on the upside, you know, they're in good shape and don't really need another win. And then other teams that are just, you know, bottom of the barrel. So, uh, you know, we've looked at some other things too. I mean, I've talked a lot about one of my, um, this is kind of a touchy feely uh, way to analyze games, but I've looked at a lot of teams that just seem to find a way, right. Um, you know, yeah. you get teams that are kind of, 
pushed into a corner. They, they don't look like they've got much left, um, but they're going to find a way. These are teams that are well coached, um, you know, tough minded teams and, and historically they do well. So, you know, I've looked at teams in recent weeks like the Steelers, the Saints, uh, the Titans, especially we're going to talk about them. And, um, and I would put the Patriots in there too. So, that, you know, they, obviously those teams have not won uh, all of their games recently, but there've been a few of those situations where you look at the team and you think, man, there's no way they're going to win. And they just find a way. Right. Yep. Um, yeah. What else are you looking at? Well, so, I mean, that's obviously super important in it. And then it dovetails in nicely with teams that are playing for the second time this year. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. the end of the year, the NFL loads up all these divisional rivalries and obviously everybody's played at least once already in the division. So these are the, the final, the, the follow-up games. And how does that factor in? I think we talked about last week before we started actually recording, you know, the, the Ravens and the Bengals, I thought for sure the Ravens were going to, you know, have this big bounce back and, it, and the Bengals wouldn't have the same success. And of course they had exactly the same success <laughs> right. in game right. two. And so then we talked about, well, maybe that's more a result of the fact that they played so closely in time and, you know, maybe other teams that played in the first four weeks of the year that are now playing game two in the end, those are going to be very interesting to see how that plays out. Um, Mm -hmm. And so they always say it's, it's really tough to beat a team twice in the same year. Every now and then you see one in the playoffs, you know, it's tough to beat somebody three times, but um, sometimes that first game, is an indicator that one team just, you know, has the matchup on the other one that, that, you know, they're just better. And then other times, like you say, you know, that the team that lost the first one figures something out. Yeah. Second, you know, and, and right. And frankly, unfortunately this slate this week, there aren't that many right. of those games. You know, there's a lot of, uh, there's only a couple, but the, the, uh, the Steelers and Browns game obviously is going to be the big one. So we'll talk about that. Yeah. And then the Eagles, um, Washington is another one to think about. Um, And the last thing, the kind of big theme we've looked at in recent weeks, which hopefully is going to start to become less significant, but still out there, obviously, is COVID. And, um, you know, almost every team has been uh, struck in one way or another by COVID. And what we have observed over these last few weeks is that there's a difference between two or three or four guys out with COVID and 20 guys, um, mm. you know? And so we saw last week in particular with the saints uh, and the Ravens teams like that, if you're down to your third or fourth string quarterback and just, you know, defense wiped out, you're not the same team anymore, you know? And we both felt uh, highly about the saints going into Monday night. And then you get there and realize, I mean, there's, there's just nobody out there. Um and so we don't have as many of those kind of situations right now. Uh, they've changed the guidelines, of course, so um, players can get back on the field more quickly than they were. Um, but there's still some teams that are that are kind of depleted right now. So let's uh, we're, we're going to touch on these and, and a lot of other kind of themes as we go through. But let's start getting into the games. Kev, what do you, what do you got for your uh, your first pick here? So I really like the Cowboys and and Arizona game. And here's why. One of the things we just touched on was teams coasting into the playoffs. I think that's Arizona. They're already, they already clinched. They're in the playoffs. They have injury problems. They don't need to win this game 
they're not going to catch the Rams, right? And the Cowboys are just on fire. They're playing at home. They are healthy, motivated. They want to win. I don't think the Cardinals are going to care. I mean, they're going to play their butts off, of course. They're a good team. But, I mean, five and a half or six points, whatever it is, I think the Cowboys are going to clear that by a mile. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and there's really no shame for the Cardinals in losing to the Cowboys. I don't – you know, they haven't been playing well. What, they lost three in a row? Three in a row. Yeah, I mean, nobody wants to lose four in a row going into the playoffs. On the other hand, they don't want to get – you know, hurt more injuries, have any more issues, and they can rest some guys or mm-hmm. coast and not call their most impressive play calling to get through this game. So, I, I just yeah, like the Cowboys I, I a mean, lot. There's a lot of uh, a lot of kind of vectors at work on this game that mm-hmm. that all seem to point towards the Cowboys. I mean, and, and as you say, any game that we pick. You know, it can go the other way. <laughs> there's, well, there's no yeah. guarantee in any of this. And, um, you know, sometimes well, teams that look the most lopsided wind up going the other way. And you, there's no reason for it. You know, there, there's no way you can explain it. But, um, I mean, Dallas just looks like one of those teams that is is getting rolling, you know, late in the mm-hmm. season. They're getting healthier. seems like every week they bring back guys who've been injured for much of the year. Um of course, they just steamrolled Washington last week, you know, so they're just looking really good right now. Cardinals have lost three in a row. I mean, you kind of wonder if some of that early season success, it's not a fluke. This is a really good team, but maybe, the, you know, there was talk of them as the best team in the league. I think uh, teams have figured some things out in recent weeks. And like you say, maybe their, um, their motivation might be just a, a smidge off because they're comfortable at this point. You know, they, they don't have quite the desperation or fire that some of the other teams have, but, uh, but these are two really good teams. I mean, this could be a, a playoff preview, you know, that's the other thing, right? Exactly. And I was going to mention that sometimes teams hold back a little bit in the regular season, knowing they may end up playing each other in the playoffs. I mean, yeah. we've seen that so many times and just the playoff game ends up being totally different than the week 17 or week 18. I guess there's never been a week 18 before, but you know what I mean? Yeah. They meet in the last couple of weeks and they end up playing in the playoffs. The playoff game ends up being a lot more interesting and, and different than the regular season tilt. Yeah. But before we get too far down this road, I just want to mention, I don't think we laid it out in detail too much, but we're going to pick five games per, per week. Yeah. And, and, you know, sort of, I guess there are, you know, contests in Vegas where people put down a bunch of money and go the full year. And, and uh, that's where I got this idea that, we should do something like this and then record our picks. So that's what we're, mm-hmm. that's our goal here, I guess. Yeah. Right. So we're, we're planning to do five games each week mm-hmm. and uh, each of us will have kind of one. That's our favorite. Right. Right. That's, and, but the uh, Cowboys and, are not my favorite, just to be clear. Yeah. They're, they're good. Uh, yeah. Mine either, but they're good. Um, but the idea is that we're going to agree. There are yeah. plenty of other games where you and I disagree for any number of reasons, but we're going to throw out there five games that the two of us um, both see the same way. So Cowboys given six to the Cardinals is the first one. Um, let's uh, let's take a break from the picks here. The other thing we're going to going to do from time to time is we're going to throw out some trivia. Oh boy. Um, you and I off the record have been doing this for years, <laughs> just kind of quizzing each other on all, any number of things. So um I think this could be fun for anybody who's out there listening. 
And um, we're going to throw out the first question here. I'm going to pose this question for Kev, and then we'll come back with the answer in a little bit. So oh, what, if I get, what if I get the answer like in immediately? No, don't don't answer immediately. Don't answer. Don't yeah, answer. Hold back. Hold back. Right. I'm going to put I'm, the question not, out there and we will answer it after a couple of segments. So everybody has has some time to think about it, but you're not going to answer this one right away, man. Okay. I'm telling you right now, you are, you're in trouble. All right. All right. So, um, so last week, Joe Burrow passed for 525 yards, mm. fourth highest single game ever. I'm sure ah. you heard that stat. Yeah. So my first thought was I was going to ask who are the three ahead of him on that list. And I think we will come back to that a little bit later, but I happen to notice on Monday night football, Boomer um, stole my thunder at halftime and gave away the answer. So um, wow, I didn't assuming see you watched Monday night football, that might be a bit of a giveaway, but we'll, we'll talk about that when we come back to it, but I'm going to ask it this way. There have been 24 500 yard passing games in NFL history. Only two guys have done it more than once. I know one of them. So don't say it. <laughs> Hold okay. back. All so right. I want you to name the other two quarterbacks who've done it more than once. All right. And uh, we'll come back with the answer in just a little bit. So everybody can kind of think on that. That's let's uh, let's move on to our second game. Again, this is not necessarily our favorite lock of the week picks, but this is the Eagles given three. Talk about this a minute ago. This is one of those. Um, second meetings and uh, again you know sometimes the the team that lost the first one can kind of figure it out other times it's just indicative of of uh, trends you know one team just being better listen the Eagles have been rolling it, it kind of mystifies me a little bit because I never thought the Eagles were a great team and still don't but you cannot deny um, five out of the last six weeks they've won uh, all of those games by 10 points or more. Uh, the only exception being a, a mystifying loss against the Giants. Kind of throw that one away for a second. So, And that includes a 27-17 win over the two weeks ago. Yep. Granted, they were depleted um, by COVID at that point. The Eagles did trail early and came back. But... That was a, a crucial game, by the way. Those two teams at, at that time, that was kind of a crossroads game. Mm -hmm. um, both of similar records, you know, kind of similar positioning. So the Washington football team has spent much of this season getting stomped by good teams. Uh, most of their wins are against mediocre to bad teams. And, of course, they got crushed by Dallas last week. I, I mean, I'm just looking at this like – two teams going in different directions, Eagles getting things together, you know, despite previous expectations. I mean, they have just looked great in recent weeks and the Washington football team seems to be faltering. So I, you know, three points doesn't look like a whole lot. Of course, as we've said, it could go the other way. I wouldn't be totally stunned if Washington uh, pulls out a good performance, but of late, the Eagles are killing everybody. Washington's not doing anything. So I just think three points here looks, uh, looks pretty easy. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm with you on the pick, but uh, <clears throat> here's the thing. Usually when I hear somebody say, Oh, this team has been killing everybody. 
I got to be a little skeptical because you a lot of teams like the like the Dolphins, for example, they play a bunch of nobodies. So I'm yeah. looking up at the Eagles, uh, you know, the teams that they've rolled against. There's actually a couple of decent ones. Denver, in particular, being one of them at Denver. To me, that's super impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, they they beat the Saints pretty handily before the Saints really had all their major problems. I'm not sure if Kamara was back yet or not, so that might that might be the little asterisk there. And then they lost to the Giants and beat the Jets, and like you said, the crossroads game against Washington. And then they busted out against the Giants in the second half. So yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think they're a team on a roll, and they could uh, they could run the table here. I don't know if they're going to beat Dallas in the last game, but you know they're going to be motivated to try. So yeah, this yeah, is, I'm, I'm, that, I'm with you. That I think, could be huge. That I mean, that Dallas game is going to be huge. Yeah, so I'm with you on that. Washington is a team that is out of the playoffs. Motivation may be down. And, you know, yeah, I'm with you, Eagles. Eagles for game two. All right, sounds good. Now, do you have a trivia question for me? Well, so here's the thing. I wanted to I wanted to focus on John Madden because of course at the time of this recording he passed uh, what three days ago. So and he has been universally praised and eulogized in the media and you know rightfully so I think he was a, ma- a big character a big figure in our lives watching football. So I wanted to you know and I think one of the things that's being I guess highlighted is his record. Right, he's the all-time winningest coach percentage-wise mm-hmm. for anybody who's coached for ten years, which he did exactly ten years. He did win one Super Bowl, and as you know, he he coached in the golden era of all-time great coaches. Right? Oh yeah. I mean, the seventies. He was right in the thick of it. So I wanted to know what was his record against all these other great coaches. Oh. Have you have you looked at this at all? No. <laughs> okay. So I don't know how to exactly phrase this, but he went against Chuck Knoll, Don Shula, Bud Grant, Landry, Paul Brown, Hank Stram, Marv Levy, George Allen. Like these are the the best of the best, right? For sure. How many? How many? Well, how many of those coaches do you think he had a winning record against? All right. I just, list, I just listed uh, eight coaches. And then I have, a, I have like a, a little corollary trivia that I wanted to get into, but we can do that when you get to the answer. Yeah. Well, I've got, a, I've got some corollaries on my trivia question too. Okay. That, okay. so how, do you, um, so the question is how many of those coaches did he have a winning record against? Yeah. I listed eight. So Chuck Knoll, Don Shula, Bud Grant, Tom Landry, Paul Brown, Hank Stram, Marv Levy, George Allen. So he kind of spans coaches from different eras right some were yeah, kind yeah. Of towards the end of their careers and some were okay the and i know we're not answering it right now but can you give me a can you give me a hint yeah and just refresh my memory what was madden's overall record his overall record was 103 uh-huh. 32 and seven ties oh seven ties they, i guess they played that was ties. back when yeah. they didn't do overtime <laughs> well yeah <laughs> Maybe just, they did. They just didn't have the uh, incentive. Okay. Um, that's good. for another podcast. Right. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to ruminate on that. Um, 
and we will answer both of those trivia questions in just a, a minute, but let's right. get on to our third game. Right. You're going to start us off here. Am I? All right, let's see. Oh, this is uh, the Lions in Seattle. So yeah, uh, Lions at Seattle. I think any other time of the year, we would have been all over Seattle. Any other year in recent history, we'd be all over Seattle. There might not even be that many much of a point difference. I think Seattle's just getting giving way too many here. Seven points. Lions get Goff back, right? I mean, he's mm -hmm. he's been hot. Um, Amon St. Brown has emerged. They got DeAndre Swift back. And I think this, I think Seattle's just thrown in the towel. Even Russell Wilson as a leader himself is suggesting uh, this might be his last game in Seattle, right? Yeah. And nobody even asked him the question. He's just sort of putting it out there. So this does not bode well for Seattle, um, even though, of course, they have a tough team. They love to run the ball. Rashad Penny's doing very well. I just don't think – I don't know. I, I can't trust Russell Wilson to have his heart in this. I think he's looking elsewhere, and he's got his eyes on a, on a, on a different prize at this point. Yeah. Lions are I like playing. The, I like the way you phrase it at the beginning where, you know, at a different point in the season – you'd be all over Seattle, um, yeah. but they're pretty much out of it at this point, you know? And so you, you do have to wonder about motivation and they have fallen out of it more recently. It, it, it has struck me as a really curious thing. Um, I, I've kind of been on the lions in a certain way throughout the year, you know, for a team that was winless early on, they were playing everybody tough you know, and lost several games just in weird, mm -hmm. you know, last second field goals, overtimes. They had the tie against Pittsburgh, which, I mean, that's yeah. a great performance in Pittsburgh, right? which we'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, honestly, I, I think I would have picked the Lions anyway. Yeah. Um, without the points you know th this yeah. is such a weird situation you know i i think over the last five or six weeks the lions have been a better team than seattle yeah um and now they're getting seven i know it's a tough place to play like you say and you there's always that that you know feeling in the back of your mind that seattle is the seattle of old um you know super bowl the legion of boom and all that but that that team is gone you know and um, maybe they muster up a great performance here, but it just feels like everything's pointing towards the Lions, and they're getting seven points. Yeah. Um, Let's take that one. Which, yeah, I would take that. And honestly, I think the Lions have a good chance to, to win it outright. Love it. Um, okay. You, you ready to get back on that trivia? Do you remember what the trivia question was? I think I'm supposed to name the two – quarterbacks that each have had over 500 yards passing in an NFL game twice or more that that is correct yes that's what you're supposed to go for so uh mm -hmm. got any I haven't I haven't googled anything I haven't done anything but reach into the old memory banks I was just gonna ask if you google this or looked it up or yeah. okay go ahead what, what do you think what do you got I'm fairly confident that Ben Roethlisberger is one of those two okay and then I tell you that is correct yes all right so uh, and I know the all-time champion is probably Norm Van Brocklin, right? Yeah. 555 or 565? 554. 54, okay. Against the New York Yanks. Yeah. Is that a real nope. team? What the heck is that? I thought that was a baseball team. I don't remember the uh, opposing quarterback in that one, but uh, <laughs> the 555. 
Whitey Ford. I'm going to need a hint for the second guy. Is he an active player? Uh, no. Okay. Yeah, that's a good hint to ask for, though. But no, he's not an active player. Uh, Warren Moon comes to mind, but I don't think he quite got there. Um, it's an interesting hmm. guess. It's not the answer I'm looking for, but I'll, I'll mention him in a second. Who, Moon? Yeah. Okay. Uh, man, somebody who threw for – I don't want to bog us down for too much longer. Give, give me uh, – AFC or NFC or uh, NFC NFC I'm thinking oh man it's not a 49er is it it can't be a 49 not a 49er all right recent retiree oh recent retiree recent like in the last couple years yes oh I'm failing here this is this is brutal uh one more hint. What's his full name? <laughs> my, <laughs> his full name, including this. So my other favorite team, I'm, I got my Steelers gear on. We're not on camera necessarily, but my right. other favorite team, the team of my youth. Oh, the Saints. Oh, the Drew Saints, Brees. Yeah, Drew Brees. Ah, okay. Did it twice. Big Ben did it three times. That's a little bit of trivia. You mentioned Warren Moon. He actually, he did it once he is number two on the list. Okay. So if I had asked the other way, which is uh, name the three who are ahead of Burrow, uh, Warren Moon is one of them. The other one is Matt Schaub. Oh, God. This is one of those interesting statistics where you've got, uh, you know, the, the list is filled with Hall of Famers and all-time greats, and then you've got the Matt Schaubs mm-hmm. of the world and, uh, you know, a few others. Let me, let me throw out one other wrinkle to this, but I know we do want to move on. Um, mm-hmm. You know sort of how rare this is? I, I was kind of surprised to look at this too. So there's 24. How many perfect games have been thrown in Major League Baseball? Or like 23 or something? 23. Yeah. So as of a week ago, there were exactly the same number of perfect games in MLB as 500-yard games in the nfl interesting um granted there's been a lot more baseball games played but still i i kind of i kind of thought there'd be more 500 yard games but and no peyton manning yeah a little bit of trivia there um i I thought about saying him but i pretty i was pretty sure he hadn't done it yeah okay yeah so uh don't want to spend too much time on the trivia but that's kind of fun stuff okay let's, let's get to um our fourth pick, which is going to, this is my mm. uh, lock of the week. This is my favorite game of the week. And I'm, I'm wearing their gear as I say this, the Pittsburgh mm-hmm. Steelers getting three and a half <laughs> at home, even getting three and a half points at home Monday night. Um, okay. I'm trying to put my bias and allegiance aside. Mm, but Pittsburgh, <laughs> first and foremost, is one of those teams in my they just find a way. This is the kind of game they're just not going to lose. I put that out there. They, they might very well go out and lose it, but right. they find a way. They are great at home in prime time, especially on Monday night. As you and everybody else has been talking about, this is looking like Big Ben's last home game. Ever. I mean, the team is going to be fired up. Big Ben is going to be fired up. The fans are going to be fired up. This team, the Steelers, have not lost 
a home game this year since September. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't they know did that. have okay. that screwy tie against Detroit there. And that slop um, fast, yeah. But they have not lost a home game since September. Hmm. Cleveland, we kind of think about Cleveland, you know, Baker Mayfield, this great up-and-coming team, such high expectations. They they have scored 20 points or fewer in more than half their games. And when was the last time they really looked any good? I mean, the last impressive game they won was November 7th against Cincinnati. Yeah. It's been about two months since, uh, since we've really seen anything from Cleveland. So, listen, the Steelers, not a great team this year. It has been a slog. It's been a struggle. Um, but I, there's just so many signs pointing their way in this game, and, uh, and I hope they can pull it out. I mean – yeah, you know, any one of these games can go either way, but I, I hope they can get it done. Yeah, I mean, so and and to, I guess to differentiate Big Ben's situation from Russell Wilson's, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I think everybody expects that this would be his last game, and he's sort of been hinting at, yeah, well, probably right, and that's that's something that's going to rally the team, right? I mean, and the fans, and like that that's going to be a humongous motivating factor for the team. And I think you're right. They're going to find a way, as you know, I'm not a Steelers fan. <laughs> I know. I am a proud Jaguars fan. And I love the fact that we have a winning record against the Steelers, but <laughs> I can see it all yeah. lining. Like you said here, I, I can see yeah. it. Right. I mean, especially against their own, you know, what's the right word Their Their Patsy is, is the Browns. They, they own the Browns. Yeah. Like, like Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears, right? I mean, they just yeah. – they they always beat the Browns. They'll beat them. They're going to beat them again. They're going to beat them on Monday Night Football at home with Big Ben crying and throwing for 600 yards. And Yeah. yeah. Well, I and the other thing is that the Steelers are still in it. Right. right? Oh, of course. So, yeah, they have everything to play for too, yeah. Unlike Seattle. I mean, Seattle is pretty much out of it at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, the Steelers, they have every reason to be highly motivated and, and try to go out and win. Um, so, all right, that's my pick. Okay. Um, now I've got to try to answer your question. Okay. Let's, it was let's... something about John Madden. <laughs> right. How many games did he sell on uh, EA Sports? Oh, no. God. 400 billion. 400 trillion. Yeah. Um, all right. So, what was his record against those eight Hall of Fame? Well, I just want to know, not his record necessarily as much as. Which ones did he have a winning? How many of those eight that I mentioned did he have a winning record against? How many did he have a winning record against? Okay. Right. Right. I mean, you know, um, I was, I'm judging him, you know, anybody, I guess, could have a good record over a period of time. But when you play the best of the best during that time, how did you do against them? Yeah. Okay. So I have jotted down Noel, Shula, Grant, Landry, and Levy. What were the other three? Uh, Paul Brown. Okay. Hank, Hank Stram, who, of course, was in division with Kansas City. Yeah. And George Allen. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to say he did. Now, I know we don't have to break this out specifically team by team, but I'm going to say yes against Chuck Knoll, Marv Levy. I, I'm going to say he had a winning record against three of those eight. Okay. That's, that's partly right. Uh, he actually had a winning record against all of those guys. So I got three of the, I got three yeah. out of eight. Yeah, right. you did it. You did it. That's I mean, I just, I couldn't believe it. I just thought. That's almost a 500 
record on my part. Um, I'll, get, I'll get well. I'll give you a quick rundown here. Chuck yeah. Knoll six and five. Yeah. Don Shula four and three. Bud Grant three and one. Tom Landry he beat one time. They only played one time. Hmm. And it was interesting. Obviously, they're in separate conferences. I didn't wasn't even sure AFC and NFC played each other back then. But I think you know this was back in fourteen game seasons. Mm-hmm. I'm just adding some texture here, but I think. I think they played one AFC team or maybe two AFC teams if you're in the NFC and vice versa. I think they had a little swap over. So they only played Landry one time in those 10 years. And it was on December 14th, 1974. And why is that significant? Because I turned four years old that day. There you go. <laughs> I thought you would like that extra piece of trivia. So I, I like that. It's nice. John Madden and Tom Landry played, and uh, it was 27-23 Raiders. I remember it well. Mm, I'm sure that you became a, a hated fan of both. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, he, he had Hank Stram, 7-4-2. and two. Marv Levy was 2 and He beat him 2 out of 2. And he beat George Allen the one time they played, so. And what was Paul Brown? Oh, I missed that one. Uh, Paul Brown, they were he was five and three against Paul Brown. That's pretty impressive, too. So, all right. So several of those guys, it was really close. Um, I'm just trying to make myself feel better for my my yeah. miserable guess of three. That's really impressive. And I think it it underscores the the fact that John Madden, you know, as much as we know him for the video game and for his broadcast, I think you and I both um I was raised on him as a broadcaster. Yeah. You know, I don't really remember much about his active coaching career. Um, And so I think it just underscores that he's sort of overlooked for that part of his career. You know, that's really kind of stunning. Well, right. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, Chuck Knoll and Don Shula were the guys in the AFC back then, right? Yeah. And he had a winning record against both. So, so I, mean, I, I thought he I was thinking, yes, on Chuck Knoll, because um, I think Madden was better uh, kind of in, in his prime a little bit before Chuck Knoll and the Steelers really got rolling. So I, I'm yeah, not, a couple of years. Yeah, you're not right. especially right. surprised by that number. I kind of thought that that might be a close one one way or another. Mm-hmm. But uh, some of those other ones, um, that's pretty, pretty surprising. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Anyway, Good stuff. probably not the best trivia question of all time, but I just, just thought it was worth mentioning. I, well, since he's I think it, it's only a bad question because I didn't get it right <laughs> or even close to right. Otherwise, that was a that was a fine question. All right. All right. Very good. Show. All right. So let's get to our, our last pick, which is your favorite of the week. All right. Yeah, I got it. I mean, I I am so sure about this thing. I've never been so sure. That I'm now positive that it's going to be just an absolute disaster of a pick, but I have to take the Titans giving only three and a half to the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Three and a half to the Dolphins? Come on, the Dolphins can't even score twenty points against you know anybody. I mean, the Dolphins have had the softest eight-game winning streak I've ever seen, or whatever it is, seven-game winning streak I've ever seen. They're not going to get to eight. This is not going to happen. The Jaguars beat the Dolphins. Right. Enough said. In London, but you know. Who else did they said. beat? Who the Jags? Yeah. Jags beat the Bills and the Dolphins. I mean, <laughs> so right. saying something. <laughs> right. And now they got the Patriots this week, but oh. they and they speaking of COVID, they have 25 guys on the COVID list. I mean, they're they're gonna be able to fill the team. Yeah. It's just crazy. Anyway, so back to this. I you know, the Titans 
to me are the, one of the class teams of the AFC. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, they don't have Derrick Henry back yet, but they've been doing great without him. They play good defense. I don't think Tua is going to be able to do much against them. He'll complete his soft little underneath passes, and he's got Waddle. That's his only weapon. They're going to be able to withstand that, and they have no running game. It's just, I mean, it's going to be Titans 27-10, something like that. I just don't see the Dolphins putting together much of a fight here. All right, so I am immediately going to run out and put all my money on the Dolphins. (laughs) (laughs) As you should. Because you are so confident in this. Um, Yeah. But, uh, no, I I totally agree with you. I mean, I think you're looking at – sort of fool's gold with the dolphins here. I mean, it, it is impressive that they, uh, they lost seven and now they've won seven in a row. Um, it's the NFL, right? So, no. I mean, none of these teams, but they have beaten the softest of the soft. I mean, their seven wins are against Houston, then Baltimore. They're good. Mm-hmm. The Jets, Carolina, the giants, the jets again, and the saints missing half of their team. Right. I mean, it's literally the the doormats of the the NFL, um, and so I, it's impressive. But yeah, I I still don't think they're a really good team. And if you watch that Saints game, I mean, they're playing against just a mash unit out there. Mm-hmm. They couldn't do anything. I mean, their their offense was dysfunctional um, against a, a team of scrubs. Like you say, it's Waddle making some big plays and just nothing. So, uh, yeah, in Tennessee, I mean, they're, they're, what are they, top five, top six in the league at this point? I mean, they're one of the best teams in the NFL. Really solid team, solidly coached. Uh, you know, I don't see them having a letdown no. in this spot. Right. So my only concern is, you know, they are giving three and a half, and it, it could become a 23-20, 17-14 squeaker kind of thing, but I, I don't see that happen. I mean, I think uh, – yeah much more likely you're going to see just a, a route. And, and, and they're at Tennessee. Like, I just yeah. don't get it. Yeah. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it. So, okay. So that, that's our five, right? We've got our five. That is our five. I wanted to just throw in one little thing before we wrap up, okay? There's three double-digit games on the slate this week. Yeah. And I tend to think that all three favorites are going to cover easily. I just wanted to know your opinion real quick. So the, the Bucks at the Jets – 13 and a half. Yeah. And then the, the Jags are going to the Patriots, 15 and a half. Yeah. And the Texans are at the Niners, 12 and a half. Any thoughts real quick? I just, I, I yeah, just to... off, off the top of my head, you, you know, uh, as we have talked many, many times over the years, I, I really don't like heavy favorites. Um, because, of course, everybody looks at a game like Patriots-Jaguars and says, well, the Patriots are going to kill them. Yeah. But are they going to kill them by 16 points or more? You know? Right. You can win an NFL game in absolutely lopsided fashion and come away, you know, 14 points ahead, 11 points, 10. You know, you yeah. get your backdoor covers. Jaguars do something crazy late in the game. I, I think I would say um, – you know, akin to my trivia answer, I would say probably two out of the three cover. I think that's um, a fair, yeah. You know. I'm if I had to pick one, I would say the Texans against the Niners, just because the 
of all of those scenarios, I think the Texans are the stronger underdog team and the 49ers are probably the weakest of the favorites. Um, Texans have done some good things and the 49ers have had a few letdowns here and there. I think the Patriots are going to be highly motivated to just stomp the Jaguars. And like you say, the Jaguars are kind of like the Saints a week ago. Mm, yeah. um, and they, they weren't any good to begin with. And now half the team is gone. So what are you going to see? Um, and the Buccaneers and the Jets, I mean, the Jets have had a couple of decent games this season. And otherwise, they just look utterly dysfunctional and terrible. And, you know, I think, again, the Bucks really kind of want to reestablish that they're, uh, you know, the Super Bowl champs. Yep. And they want to show what they've got. So uh, if I had to pick one of the three, it would be the, the Texans to cover. Um, but it wouldn't well, shock me. These are those kind of games, Kev. Uh, you know, I think that, yeah. I mean, the Patriots win 27 16 or something you know and it's a lopsided game the whole way that could be you know last last thought you know we're talking about trends and teams right and i think one thing that we always look for at the end of the year should be teams that are on the rise for next year not necessarily a playoff team but mm. teams that are doing well so i think we sort of described the lions in that way without labeling them that yeah but yeah. i think they're that team right so yeah. i think in the afc the texans are the the mirror image of the lions yeah they're playing tough they're tougher than anybody expects they whooped the cardinals of right and then yeah i oh, know sorry that was the lions anyway who did the texans just beat i don't know i'm gonna have to pull that one up yeah anyway i think those two teams sort of are you know bright stars of the of the coming year yeah they, i think um I mean, I, I'm going to just, again, off the top of my head, I'm going to throw out the Bengals, who who are well, sort yeah. of a team of now. Yeah. But I think next, you know, they've really, they kind of took the first half of this season sorting things out. And I think um, by next year, they could really be dominant. You know. Could be. Um, so, well, I mean, but they're already, they're already good. I'm talking about. I'm trying to talk about teams that are not good. Oh, yeah, I know. We're the talking Texans. about some of those doormat. What about the Jets, man? Aren't the Jets going to be coming on? Well, I wanted to clean up my last comment. I meant the Texans beat the Chargers. The Lions beat the yes. Cardinals. So I just I said that backwards, but same idea. And maybe it's just a one-hit wonder. I don't know. But you're the Jets, uh eh. I mean, they don't I don't think they have much in the way of a quarterback, so Whereas the Lions yeah. at least have Goff, who's more than serviceable. And Davis Mills seems to be doing well for the Texans. So. And the Lions have just been playing tough. So the yeah. Texans beat Tennessee back mm -hmm. in week 11. And they beat the Chargers. So, yeah, they've, I mean, they've got a couple of nice wins. They do. Anyway, so our, let's recap our five and let the, let the people go win their money. Or, yeah, or, Cowboys or, given six, yeah, to the Cardinals, Eagles given three to Washington, yeah, Lions getting seven, man, mm. getting seven against Seattle, Steelers getting points, getting three and a half from Cleveland, yeah, and the Titans given three and a half to the Dolphins. It's a good slate. It's a good slate. Let's go five and zero. Oh. Let's go five and zero. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you.
I don't know when uh, when people are going to listen to this, but we are recording. It is New Year's Eve. We are going to start off the new year with a bang. Okay. And uh, 2022 is the year we're talking about coming up. So yes, 2022 is the year of Kevin Kev talking sports, dominating the, the planet, mm-hmm. just winning all the money, established like national dominance. That yes, over all BYU. Right. Yeah. All right, Sounds man. good. Good job. Yep. You too. Happy right. New Year. Happy New Year. Go uh, go football. Okay. Yeah. Go Steelers.